Welcome to a Christian podcast. We are not professionals. We are not scripted. We are just perfect, sinful, struggling Christians on our pursuit to truth. The views on the topics discussed are not those of any affiliation tied to the podcast or external persons involved. They are solely the views of the individuals. Welcome to another episode of a Christian podcast. Um, I'm here with uh, one of my friends, Carrie Neitz. Yes. He's an author. He's if I get this correct, specifically into sci-fi, and you have some Christian undertones yes. underneath it. Yeah, yeah, Christian speculative fiction. Nice. Um, uh, can you just uh, tell us a little bit about kind of, I guess, um, your, your job and your work and kind of your, I guess, faith and where that's at and how you kind of got to be in your faith? That might okay. be a long story. Sure. Um, I kind of grew up in the church. I, I became a Christian when I was eight, you know, so pretty young. Also been a science fiction fan almost that, almost that long, you know. Star Wars came to be around around that time, and uh, yeah, I've been you know, walking with the Lord all that time, always learning, always uh, growing, hopefully. And um, yeah, it's been it's actually been a real blessing. I've had a lot of interesting stories along the way. I guess so I worked uh, worked at Microsoft for a while. Worked in the software industry for quite a few years. Went to school here at Bowling Green State University. Now I'm a family man with kids, and I'm a writer. That's awesome. Cool thing, yeah. Yeah. I've known you now for probably a year or and Probably even longer than that. A little longer, longer than that, yeah. yeah. A couple yeah. years. We uh, met at the gym. Um, I remember... Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, I remember I, uh, I used to see you with um, another gentleman that would always... Like I'd always, I'd always sneak by you guys and hear what you guys were talking about. So right. like it was always right. like Christian, yes, uh, stuff. Um, yeah, almost always. Yeah, <laughs> turns out he was a pastor. So <laughs> yeah, that's his job. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but um, when I met you guys, I remember I quoted some C.S. Lewis stuff. And, yes, and, uh, that's right. Uh, and and after that, you, I think we started talking more, more about books yeah. and and that's uh, right. We were having a discussion about something, and you you pulled out a book to show us. A quote from C.S. Lewis. And I think, oh, that's that's kind of interesting. <laughs> that's that's cool. Uh, so uh, that's awesome. And uh, Bible study while you're doing your workout here. So. Yeah, it's <laughs> cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, as a writer of sci-fi, writers like mm. like Lewis and Narnia and and Tolkien and Lord of the Rings, like that is pretty accepted now. As far yes. as like no backlash is ever. Yes, you don't hear about any backlash as far as like the sci-fi that mm. was. Uh, pretty much state-of-the-art sci-fi back in the day, and and now I feel like you're to me more sci-fi. <laughs> yes. Than, um. So like, have have you had any run into any kind of backlash? It's definitely an interesting niche to be in. There, you know, science fiction and Christian fiction usually two circles that don't seem to connect very often. You know, and so you do get some criticism from sci-fi folks who yeah they don't want to see anything spiritual any any kind of discussion like that in there you know you don't talk about anybody praying or you know, they're going to tune out and then you do get christians who are a little skeptical you know that science fiction in particular sort of has this secular um history you know you think of isaac asimov and and arthur clark and some of these you know, generally you know evolutionary um, worldview, very secular, but but there's there's others too. You know, Brad, you know like you think Bradbury and and some of the other earlier authors were very open to faith discussions in their work. So it, it is 
pretty unusual place place to be in, but but and also kind of an interesting challenge too. You get to try to to change people's minds, you know, about hopefully you write a story that that changes their mind, you know. So. Um, yeah, and maybe makes even the secular folks think a little differently too. So, so yeah, it's an, and for me, it's just an interesting place to be. I enjoy it quite a bit. I mean, not to like <laughs> compare the Bible or Jesus to um, to sci-fi, not in that way, but like there's so much like the realm of the unknown within yeah. when it comes to sure. God, and, yep. and and when you're kind of introducing these other elements that aren't today's factual stuff or yeah. things that we know for sure with evidence or anything like that it's kind of ironic because i can see what we're where christians would kind of give you backlash um because like it's lying yeah you know like the like stories are you know things that didn't necessarily happen so there is that element of but then you know then you go well jesus told parables too oh, you know, sure. right and then now there are some who think that those are things that actually happen but generally most people think that it's just he's telling a story to illustrate a point and that's Kind of what I like to do too, and much of the Bible invites the imagination. You know, you think about heaven; you're just given sort of glimpses, and the rest of it you sort of kind of have to imagine. You know, and so, so I think it fits perfectly with the Christian worldview. It's just sometimes people have these barriers that sort of stand in the way. You have to try to get get around. The first book that you wrote, yeah, um, "Star Curiously Singing," was, yeah. was my first novel. Yes, and, and that has won uh, a few awards without kind of telling your whole story. Uh, sure, again, but like, what kind of Christian message that has? Um, could could uh, you kind of speak a little bit about kind of? Well, sure. That that book, it's interesting. It's sort of a cyberpunk book. It takes place in a in a future world under Sharia law. So, so like the whole world is sort of a caliphate. Like, like you might, I, Iran might want to see, you know. And so I thought that was an interesting thing to explore. It's like, okay, what would that look like? And and so, so it's sort of a cyberpunk thing in the future, five hundred years from now. And um, but it's also a story, kind of a Moses story, and like how God breaks back into this this society, you know, through this very unlikely hero. So it's my my main character is this sort of technological slave. He's got an implant in his head that he uses to help control and fix robots for his master. And it also connects him to the future version of the internet. You know, and so it's sort of this, you know, kind of resembles where we are, but it's also very different, you know. And so I think it's very intriguing, intriguing world. And um, actually written five books sort of in that universe. Three with one main character, then two with a, another sort of side character. So... So people seem to like them, and um, yeah, like I said, I think I've mentioned to you offline, it's, it's a book I didn't think anyone else would ever read. It was actually going to be my last novel. So I was, I'd written a number of novels and gotten rejected, and I didn't really see the whole novelist thing going anywhere, and I didn't want my kids to grow up seeing me do nothing, you know, <laughs> failing, and um, so, but I had this one idea, and I wanted to explore to with writing in first person present tense. So it's a very immediate way of writing. You know, like you're kind of right there in the guy's head. And I wanted to explore that. And I also had this idea about this guy of the future who fixed robots and he had a mystery to solve. And and so I was actually sitting in Seattle in the airport waiting for a plane and took out my laptop and I started started writing and got this story, you know, got the story idea and I kind of kept running with it and I got about 
70, 70 to 80,000 words long and actually shorter than that. It was closer to 50,000 at the time. And I got it finished, the first draft, and I was like, wow, this, this is kind of cool. I don't think I would give it to anybody else to read, but now I th think it's kind of an interesting idea and an interesting world. And so I knew, I knew a guy who, he had a small publishing house, but he also was an editor on the side. And one of the services he provided was he would, for, for a fee, he would read your book and give you an idea about, as an acquisitions editor, whether he would accept it as for publishment or not, or for publishing or not. And so I sent it to him. And months went by where you're just kind of sitting on your hands wondering. And, and then finally, probably five or six months after I sent it to him, he sent me an email and he goes, well, I'm reading it now and I love it. He said, if, if you fix a few things and expand it a little bit, I'll publish it myself. And so, so that was kind of my first, my first brush with getting a novel published and sort of started, started and now I'm like 10 novels in. Are all your books Christian kind of tones to it or no? Uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, you might run into some scripture and some, um, you know, there, there might be Christian characters in there, but not ne necessarily. Like, obviously, like the star characters we're singing, there is no real concept of Christians in that world. So, so it's more themes and ideas. And, um, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, there's a Christian, Christian worldview mostly because I'm a Christian, you know, and, and those things kind of, boil their way out of it, but they're not, like the purpose of the book isn't necessarily evangelized or really to tell a story. You know, I got the story I want to tell and some deeper things come out in the process of it. So it's more the process of like, Christianity is so embedded in you, it's hard to kind of expand yourself without Christianity separate, coming, yeah, separate. coming out. I'm one of those seat of the pants writers, so I have, I have an idea and little else and then i just kind of start writing on it and um and you know i'm not exactly sure where it's going to go like i i usually have an ending in mind but not necessarily and so um so it's a journey for me it's kind of a faith walk you know it's something i do every day you know for a few hours and see where it, see where it goes so um but yeah usually i just have an idea like one of my most well-known books is this amish vampires in space and that idea came from my publisher had just had this weird title that he he threw out when he went to these writing conventions. Every other publisher was looking for Amish fiction because it's such a big niche. Most people don't may not know that, but it is. There's thousands of Amish romance books out there, and he would be the only one not looking for Amish fiction. You know, so his his joke would be, well, you know, the only kind of Amish fiction I'm interested in if it's, is if it's something like Amish vampires in space and. So at some point he made a he made a mock cover up and he sent it to the authors and um, we were kind of discussing that and then at some point I said you know someone should write that book it, I don't know if it's me it seems kind of campy but but it's interesting too like that title alone would draw people in and then I got this idea a few months later about how it might all work like how would the Amish get into space become vampires and and what kind of conflicts would that bring you have these sort of non-resistant culture of non-resistance and you have vampires who are obviously not you know and so what you know, kind of what would that bring and um so yeah kind of story grew out of that so yeah really it's all about the story for me i i, I have a story first story idea first i do i i do like obviously i like nonfiction. i'm from a science background too and and i love 
in my books to weave in real science and, and real theology and stuff too when I can. You know, but usually those come from the character. Like in in the vampire series, there's there's a lady who is a, a doctor scientist, and and so she's very analytical. You know, and and so when presented with a problem, she's trying to reason it out and figure figure out okay, what's really going on here? You know, and but there's also obviously there's there's Amish pastors there, and there's some other Christians, and they're they're seeing things from a different perspective, mm-hmm. but it allows. These, these other ideas and themes to come out. <laughs> How was that doing research for like the Amish or Amish community? And uh, did, did you just automatically know some of it because the Christian ties to it? Or uh, well, that's a good question. There, there's some. They are a hard one to to research because they obviously don't post online. You know, a lot of stuff. <laughs> but there's some stuff out there. And then there's some really well well known books about the Amish life that you get information from. And then I, I also had an Amish romance writer friend who kind of checked it for me. And she had done a lot, of, a lot of research. Yeah. Like the Amish Vampires book, because it was, it was so, the title was so intriguing or whatever, ended up being mentioned on The Tonight Show. And yeah, Jimmy Fallon awesome. mentioned it. And, and that was an opportunity that just a five second mention, um, like I watched Twitter and it just all around the world. You know, all these, mm-hmm. you see all these languages that I obviously don't know but in the middle of it, be Amish vampires of space, you know, and it, and it would be an opportunity. I could run Google Translate on it and, and converse with these people about this. This people who are now excited about this book, you know, and so, yeah. so it was a kind of a cool opportunity and a cool way to introduce people who probably would never ever hear about Christian speculative fiction and to writers in the genre. So, so it's a very cool thing. Yeah, for sure. And you're talking about too that you are doing kind of a. Um, study guides or what? Uh, um, well, I've been I've been involved in a couple um, devotional efforts too. Like a, a friend of mine invited me last year to submit, and she was doing a for charity devotional from authors that she knew and respected. And and I'd never written anything like that before, but but I was like, yeah, you know, I have a couple ideas, and and so I so I I did that, and that was fun. And then I have another friend who recently contacted me, and his devotional series that he's doing is very much speculative fiction based. Like it's all using science fiction in context of science fiction, and fantasy stories, well-known ones, and then kind of leading into biblical truth from, from those. Yeah. So, so like the Lord of the Rings and you know, certainly whatever incident that might happen in that and using that, you know, in the parallels from the Bible to hopefully help someone through the day, you know, oh, daily yeah. devotional. Huh. So, being able to represent Christianity within things, I, and yeah, I think that's that's just that, that's cool that you can can totally reach <clears throat> an unreached genre yeah. of, of people. Um, yeah. yeah, and on the flip side of that too, we've also discovered that like I have friends who run like a mobile bookstore of books, their genres like I I write, and so I've been working with them a little bit, and and they've had great success like home schooling conventions and and it's interesting there because it you know it, it's something that appeals to kids you go to those homeschooling conventions and usually everything you see is nonfiction and some of it pretty yeah, pretty boring <laughs> boring you know for a kid I can imagine and so we our booth ends up being kind of the cool booth where the kids hang out it's like oh they got you know there's a monster on that cover, you know, whatever, and and so, yeah. you know, they it, it's kind of cool for them, and and 
And but we can still reassure the parents like, okay, here, you know, we even have a list of here's the things that are in the books and, and what you don't have to be concerned about, you know, them being exposed to X, Y, or Z, you know. And so so that's neat. So it, it's kind of a ministry in two ways, you know. So yeah, kind of exciting, kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of neat too because we're we happen to uh, well, I don't know when this will be released, but we happen to be interviewing on Halloween. Yes, uh, yeah, we do. And this is your release of your newest book. Uh, yeah, that's right, Amish Werewolves of Space. It's like a capper of the trilogy. So I had an Amish Vampires, then an Amish Zombies book, and then and then this one. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah. Do you think writing science fiction has kind of helped your relationship with God at all in, in any way? Or just to expand your mind? or how would you Yeah, say? yeah. I mean, it, you know, I was loved astronomy. Like, it was one, one of the classes that I, I had in school that I really loved. And so that kind of comes out in what I write, too. Anytime I get a chance to describe astronomical things, you know, I, I do. But, you know, I think it, it pays to be looking up and looking at God's creation and kind of how it works, you know, and how well it works and... Um, so forcing me to do that and, and you get surprised writing like I said it's a kind of a journey for me and often I'll get su- surprised by where it takes me and um, seemingly miraculous results you know like because I write and see in my pants a lot of times I don't know how things are going to turn out like in, in one in one book I wasn't really sure who the main villain was until my main character walked into the room with him as I'm writing and then when I had it, it was like, oh, of course it was him all along. Even though we're talking the three book series here at this point, you know, yeah. and so it's like, oh, of course it was him all along, and it makes perfect perfect sense. So it, it it's kind of neat to see God's hand in that. You know, it, it, people talk about their muse or whatever, but it it is sort of a, there's a miracle that happens when you're writing, and and um, it's kind of hard hard to describe unless you're there. But but yeah, it definitely helps your faith. Like if someone was listening that was trying to write sci-fi, uh, what are some kind of advices that you'd have for to, a writer? To write it? Yeah, sure. Um, be prepare, prepared to persevere. Like that's sort of the biggest thing. A lot of people say, oh, I got a book in me. I want to write a book. But it, it's it's a long process. And, and it may not make it the first time and your first couple books may be just throwaways you know and so you really have to be prepared for that and um yeah and you just have to it's like it really have to make it a habit like it it, you know okay every day at one o'clock i'm i'm writing you know and so like for me what that usually means is i'm sitting i'm sitting down on my computer and i'm reading over a little bit of what i did and maybe some light editing on what i did the day before and then i'm I'm back into it. It gets my mind into it, and then I'm I'm gone. I'm into it, and uh, for a couple hours or whatever. But it, it it's a long process, and and um, and then even after you get it finished, you know, there's the editing of it, and trying to seek a publisher, or you know, a lot of people do self-publishing today, but even that, you need to find an editor, you need to find cover artist, and and so it's you have to stick to it, you know, persevere. Yeah, the ties of um, like the creative kind of waiting for creativity and kind of finding the space for cre- creative writing uh, is so closely tied to prayer, I feel. Yeah. Like, yeah just like the um, kind of contemplating and waiting. And, um, yep. 
I certainly pray before, before writing, you know, because and and often during, because again, a lot of times I don't see how it's going to come together, you know, and so it'd be easy to despair at times if you didn't at least have the faith that uh, it's going to work out, you know, and. And having known, you know, you've been through the process before, and you know, this is the kind of thing that happens, you know, and and I have to, I have to just keep, keep going. You know, like running running any race, you know, there'll be that time where I could quit right now and I would be okay. <laughs> I'd feel I'd feel fine. It'd be a good time to quit, but you you also have you know usually it's it's only going to take a, a half a minute more and you're going to feel like running again, you know. So it's 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 like that. You know, it's persevering and and. Sticking at it, yeah, yeah. and it's kind of like a, kind of kind of going to cut back to a, kind of a, a beginning kind of thought. But like, um, have you? Do you think people are more um, like Christians who kind of give you backlash or anything like that? Um, do you think that they believe that you are making new scripture instead hmm. of kind of the idea of? Uh, having the yeah. God lessons within your... Yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard to tell. I mean, it's hard to tell. People come from all perspectives. I know I had one family member who, when they found out I was doing the Amish vampire thing, they were like, how could a vampire ever be used for good? You know, how could you ever... <laughs> they were like, well, you have to read the book. <laughs> you know, like, like uh, I know, I know. And, and so it's nice to have that sort of that confidence knowing what your intent was and knowing um, what's in the... In the book, you know, and sure, you're not going to get things 100% right, but there there is a fiction element to it. It is fiction, you know, and and what you often find too is that people who read your book will find things that you never intended or knew was in there, you know, and I, I think that's the case with all writing. There's there's certain there's a bit of dialogue that happens there that even the writer can't can't expect, you know, can't anticipate. For instance, I remember in the first book. Especially with the first book, it, it's really easy after after the fact to be kind of diagnosing it. Well, I probably didn't need that scene, or maybe I didn't need this part. You know, kind of picking it apart. And I remember doing that. And there's one scene in particular. I was like, man, I I don't know if that really needed to be there. Did that really add anything to the story? I don't I don't know. And then it wasn't long after that I had a, a reader approach me and say, Paul, I really you know I really liked the book. And you know what scene I liked the best? <laughs> and then, of course it was that that scene. It was like, okay, well. It was there for her, you know, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and so you just kind of, kind of got to leave it and, and kind of leave it in God's hands, and and you know everything's there for a purpose. So, yeah, thanks for spending the time absolutely uh, with, yeah. with with me and and us, and thanks for doing the interview for uh, Christian Podcast. Sure, um, pleasure. Yeah, and uh, so if you guys are listening, um, be sure to check out uh, his books. Is there, is there a place that they can check out your books at? Sure. Um, well, they could go to neats.com, N-I-E-T-Z.com. Pretty easy. Or you can search for Amish vampires. You'll, you'll find me, certainly. <laughs> and uh, I'm on Facebook, too. So Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Um, well, um, thanks. Uh, well, d- definitely check out, um, I mean, his, his, uh, the, the Werewolves is the, the third, third yes. one of the, of the yeah. series. So yeah. check out that the one Capper. that came out today. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but thanks for listening uh, to a Christian podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed this, and hopefully... Um, this brings you a little closer to understanding the heart of heart of Christians and what we're doing yeah. uh, behind the scenes of uh, guest religion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. See ya. Thank you for listening to a Christian podcast. 
It is our prayer that you will find comfort and intimacy with Jesus Christ. Dive into scripture, ask questions, fall in love with the truth that is in Christ.